What's up, everyone, and welcome to another Monster Truck Podcast presented by absolutely no one. That's right, we don't have a sponsor, and we are currently seeking any and all opportunities. Dustin, we had a lot of Monster Truck action go on this past weekend, and both of us were at shows, first time in a long time. So let's run down the show, starting with you were in Julian, North Carolina. I was at the Monster Jam in Santa Clara, California. So, North Carolina, Monster Truck Throwdown. Tell me about it, man. Man, it was a fun weekend. Uh, great way to kick off the Monster Truck Throwdown season. Uh, breaking in a brand new venue, Piedmont Dragway in Julian, North Carolina. Uh, they were very good hosts. Uh, had a great time getting to check everything out. And, of course, me being a Carolina boy, it's always nice to be able to have a show in your home state. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was a fun time. Two shows over the course of the weekend. Uh, had a little bit of weather that kind of interrupted some things, a little bit of rain and everything like that. But, uh, hey, it's Monster Trucks. Power through it. Uh, rain ain't stopping these guys. And uh, it was a good time, definitely. Um, solid field of trucks there. Sean Duhon and Overboard. Jay Beckner was jumping into Wildside. Uh, Aaron, Big Air, Aaron Kane, Quad Chaos, the Flying Dump Truck with Gerald Beck. Um Matt Pegg, the ruler, made his throwdown debut with Jester and uh, the always ridiculous wheelie and noise-making machine of Rap Attack at Dave Rapage. Um, yes, you, you're laughing because you have heard that thing blow out your eardrums before. And uh, if you haven't seen Rap Attack, you don't understand just how loud that thing is until it fires up next to you. If you haven't seen it, you've heard it first. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure, because uh, you will be bleeding from the ears if you do not have hearing protection. We love you, Dave, but put a muffler on that thing, man. It's about time. <laughs> well, yeah, it was, uh, it was definitely a good weekend of shows. Uh, I was very excited to see how the crowd turnout was going to be, and the overall reaction from the crowd seemed to be very positive. I think that will be a show that will return in the future for Monster Truck Throwdown. I think the folks at Piedmont really enjoyed it, as well as the crowd. Um as far as, I guess, you know, results-wise would go, uh, Big Air Aaron Kane had a pretty good weekend, picked up some wins, uh, got himself a freestyle win on Friday night. Um, I believe it was a racing win as well on – was it a racing win on Friday? Regardless, uh, wheelie win on Friday, um, you know, just a, a really strong weekend from Aaron. Uh, Sean Duhon jumped in overboard this weekend while Jamie Garner had some other uh, commitments. And uh, Duhon was definitely enjoying – uh, his time in this piece. Uh, if you haven't seen Overboard before, it's a fantastic truck, really well built, no expense spared by any means. And, uh, you know, definitely, he was definitely enjoying it. Um, was able to do something that hasn't been done in that truck before. He managed to pull out a slap wheelie on Saturday night. Hey, not and, bad. Uh, that thing, a thing looks like sometimes when you uh, build a truck very well, the weight distribution isn't always on point at the start. And also, I mean, just frankly, the more the more you build it to withstand abuse, the heavier the chassis is, the harder it is to get the nose up. So that's awesome to hear. Yeah, and uh, just all in all, you know, a really good, strong weekend of performances from Duhan, you know, showing he's still got it, even though he's not a full-time driver by, at this time. Um, you know, just always, you know, a solid performer, you know, freestyle racing, wheelies, whatever, the guy gets it done. Um Jerry Beck and Dirt Crew, um, really, they continue to improve every time they're out on the track. You know, you can tell they had a pretty busy first quarter. They went out and attacked uh, freestyle every time they were out there. Um, truck just wheelies good. Um, just 
And it, you can't help but laugh when you watch that thing run because it is literally a flying dump truck. <laughs> um, and then uh, Matt Pagliarulo and Jester, they were pretty excited to kind of get out and do their first throwdown show. Um, they had some possibilities last year, but then some other things came up and they weren't able to do some of those shows. So it was good for them to finally uh, be on the throwdown circuit, if you will. Um, Matt was definitely trying hard all weekend. They were really pushing to keep up with you know, the rest of the gang and really make a point that they were uh, worthy of being on the throwdown tour. Uh, Friday, they had a little bit of headache mid-show and having to fix the rear end, uh, but battled back, got the truck back together for freestyle, and even through the oncoming pretty decent little bit of rain that came through uh, during freestyle, they went out and just attacked. Matt came out flying first hit and went huge. Really kept it up the whole time. Eventually had a pretty hard hit after uh, maybe maybe hitting the car stack just a little too hard. Um, wadded up the front end a little bit. Definitely bent some shocks, did some damage. But uh, Matt didn't really seem to care too much. I think he was just excited to go out there and really compete with those guys. And he was able to come away with the win on Saturday night. So he was pretty stoked. Uh, maybe... Maybe a little different uh, whenever he got back to the shop in Florida this afternoon and saw, oh, this is all the damage I did to, oh, <laughs> whoops. <laughs> hey, it's always great to see somebody like Pagliarulo come on the scene, though, because they're excited, they're fresh-faced, they're ready to go, and, and that enthusiasm carries over, I think, sometimes to the rest of the drivers in the shows. You know, they see somebody out there experiencing all this for the first time, whether it's your first throwdown show or whatever the case may be. I, I always like seeing that, and you could just tell all of his posts on social media are excited about being wherever they're at. So it, it's nice to see that kind of childlike excitement from a driver or a new team. Well, and, you know, for Pagli Rulo, he's been a lifelong super fan. You know, uh, every once in a while, like, you go and check on their Instagram, and you see some of the stuff that, you know, some of the pictures from shows that he had attended with him and his wife, Laura, um, you know, going way, way back, some of the old memorabilia he's got. You know, he's been a lifelong fan. They are as diehard of fans, the whole family of monster trucks in general. So uh, they know what it's like when, you know, they they know what they want to see, you know, from a fan perspective. And so Matt tries to go out there and accomplish it as, as a driver as well. Um, so, um, you know, hats off to Matt. You know, he's always pushing, um, you know, always trying to learn. And, you know, he's not afraid to hold back. He wants to compete with everybody. He wants to have a good time and, you know, do what he can to put on a good show. And that's something that's definitely admirable. Awesome. Any other notes from the Julian, North Carolina Monster Truck Throwdown? Anything caught your eye? Um, I would say uh, the things that had caught my mind was um, – seeing Aaron Kane continue to really uh, push himself as a driver and really try and do his best to provide that, you know, awesome fan experience every time that he hits the track. Um, you know, he does not hold back. He's always going hard and trying to do his best to deliver the best show possible, much like I had just said about Peggy Arulo. Um, he's managed, he's really started to come into his own as a driver and, you know, continues to improve every time that I see him perform, uh, was really going after it full attack all weekend long, got some huge air underneath of the truck and, you know, was really, you know, working hard to try and prove, you know, himself, prove to himself that, you know, he can compete with the best of everybody and, you know, put on as good a show as anybody. Um, 
the the challenges that they faced, you know, this year running the pretty grueling toughest monster truck tour, monster nation shows, um, you know, it, a lot of people think of, you know, the monster GM stadiums and stuff being some of the toughest to run, you know, on the circuit, but those guys really are elevating the game for smaller arena shows in a different way. Uh, with the tracks that they're running, you know, the stuff that Brian Manson and the MTX events crew, you know, are putting together week in, week out. They are really pushing the limits to try and make something cool and something interesting for the fans every time they go to, you know, a smaller arena show, whatever market they're in. And you see some of the stuff that is happening at these shows in the, you know, the last couple of years. And it's pretty insane, you know, some of the stuff that has happened. You know, these guys are going huge and making big hits, and, you know, they're really challenging, they're really challenging themselves. And so um, you can tell there's been a lot of learning done over the past couple of years for Aaron Kane and Jerry Beck, both. Um, you know, just their performances from where they were just a couple of years ago to now are, you know, it's it's quite a bit of difference in the it's really fun to watch the progression, I feel like. Hey, you've seen it in Monster Jam with the the Super Series, the smaller arenas, if you will, the more tour. I and, and you've seen it everywhere else. The more shows that you run, the better you get. Seat time is seat time. And then having to work a truck around a smaller space makes you a better driver, period. So it's great to hear that. And I definitely need to catch a, a toughest uh, Monster Truck show very soon, the Monster X as well I, I would love to see some of those just uh markets or markets man but i feel you i'm looking forward to seeing more out of them yeah yeah definitely you know those guys are really you know they've got wild awesome looking trucks they always run hard they don't mind putting in the extra effort to you know go in and do the dirty work if they have to if they end up breaking things you know i got to the track on saturday afternoon at about 11 o'clock in the morning and Jerry and Aaron were right there just hammering away, just getting things done, you know, feeling everything out. They went and, you know, realized that they had, after doing a couple of little rolling hole shot passes, that there was an issue with the rear end on Dirt Crew. And they were like, well, at least we figured it out now. And, you know, not when we were going to pit party. And they were able to, you know, just tear everything apart in the rear end, get it back together. And, the fans would have never known the difference had nobody ever said anything that uh, that the truck had broken the rear end the night before and they didn't realize it up until you know they'd done some of the rolling hole shot passes and it wasn't like they were frustrated or upset or whatever that the rear end was broken they just said well all right let's do this let's get it done yeah hey props to them for being prepared and doing that test not not every team does that sometimes they roll out for the wheelie contest and that's it for the night that's disappointing if you're a fan or if you're a driver so that's actually a very good segue to the Monster Jam in Santa Clara, California. Yeah, it's it's true. They uh, they dusted me off. I got to go out there and uh, run a little timing system, have a little bit of fun, and it was a great show. But the way I say that's a great transition is because we had a few last-minute entries into that show, if you will. Bounty Hunter and Jimmy Creedon and Knucklehead with, here's a name for you old-school people, Russ Steely behind the wheel. Definitely an interesting combination. They didn't roll into the show until just a few hours before the scheduled start time. I'm not exactly sure if they were at another show, what their schedule was like. Maybe some of you in the comments section of this video can tell us, uh, or on Twitter. 
but they didn't roll in until very late. Not sure if they had travel problems, whatever the case was. But then on top of that, they had to change a rear end on their truck, and it got done in time. Everything went uh, the best that it possibly could. Uh, just a rough night overall, though, still for Creighton and Steely. They couldn't quite put everything together. But overall, this show rocked, man. I was very excited to see everything that went down. Good close racing. Very, very strong performances from, in order, Son of a Digger, Mutant, Grave Digger, and the Max D team. All of them were really, truly the top four. And I'm loving the way that these points shake out on these shows because... I felt like those were the four best trucks there, and at the end of the night, those were the top four trucks in points. So, got to start at the beginning, if you will. Ryan Anderson had pretty much a perfect night. Went out there, fastest qualifier, was beating everybody by half a second, and the right lane was the place to be. As you guys will see, this was a televised show. It was like Vegas never even, like, like a continuation of Vegas. That's how much I felt strongly about how this show was. Very strong show, close racing, some of the same competitors didn't hurt either, and then fantastic freestyle. So Ryan gets a half a second shot at everybody and picks that right lane. From my view in the press box, I could definitely see that the right lane was the advantage. There was a jackrabbit stack on one side of the course and then just straight cars on the other. So if you're in that right lane, you didn't have to go around that big cumbersome hill more than once. Three hits, it's a Chicago-style course, so that was an advantage that Ryan and some of the more experienced drivers picked up at the beginning. The funny thing was, though, going into the final round, Mutant, the Monster Energy Mutant body, was debuting with Todd LaDuke behind the wheel. Just a new body for those of you that are the Monster Direct dorks that we are, and he had the Monster Energy people up in the press box watching it. He came through and actually got a faster qualify or a faster prior round racing time then Ryan and Son of a Digger, but he still opted to use the left lane and that spelled doom for him. He ended up spinning out on the second turn and handed the win to Ryan and Son of a Digger. I got a feeling Ryan probably was going to win that race anyway. Would have been pretty close, but a strong performance from Ryan Anderson and a very impressive performance from Todd LaDuke. There's no question, he's a star in this sport and deserves the seat in that Monster Energy Mutant there are very few people that can put up a fight against him anymore, and he's rapidly improving year by year. So racing, very close. Neil Elliott and Ryan Anderson both really impressed me when that came to pass in the racing part. And then when we got to freestyle, I got to beat a dead horse for a little while. I'm not going to lie, man. Uh, in Vegas, they had the JudgesZone.com app, and you could just vote and go through, and it was 100%. Controlled by the judges that are the fans. So that's great and all. In this case, though, I did not like the scoring system for freestyle at this show. Luckily, it didn't bite us. I felt like the right guy won. But early on, uh, Scott Buteau in the Hot Wheels Firestorm vehicle came out and had a fantastic save. Where we've beaten him up before for not having much momentum and kind of hitting things straight and all that sort of stuff, Dustin. I felt like he had a really good run going. The problem was he rolled over on a backflip with about 50 seconds left. And the scores came out, and it was like whatever the scores were for the regular judges. And then this, the fan judging app came up with a 10. This was early on in the field, and this put him into the lead over a really, really good run from the Fox Sports 1 Cletus. And I said, man, we've still got problems here. 
We've refined the system, but it's still not quite there. You can't be handing out 10s that early or you're going to make me think it's 1999 all over again. So that was disappointing. However, didn't have an effect on the outcome of the freestyle at the end of the day. So Buto, really good run. If he would have pulled through with all that, he could have put up a fight against Son of a Digger and Mutant. But definitely, it was a clear-cut victory for Ryan Anderson. When it came down to the last few runs, Adam Anderson's Grave Digger failed him. Monster, uh, maximum Destruction ended up failing uh, as well. Both of them had to finish early breakage, and then that left Mutant and Son of a Digger. Mutant came out, great backflip, huge air, and you know the Duke leap was in full effect. Landed a backflip and then got onto the tailgate. Problem with that was, if you're balancing on the tailgate, you don't know whether to throw the truck into reverse or into drive or forward gear, and you could hear... Everybody cheered, everybody stoked, the truck's balancing, pivoting back and forth, and you could hear LeDuc try to grab a gear. I didn't know whether he was going for reverse or forward, but he actually ended up running it into neutral, and you could hear the truck wind up, rev up real hard, and then the truck slapped back down and kept going. Fantastic move and everything, but lo and behold, Ryan Anderson pulls the same move, and instead of revving out at neutral, he was able to drive into a nice wheelie out of a backflip to tail. So pretty awesome. And again, there was no question who the winner was at the end of the night. I thought it was overall a fantastic event. And I had a few other just kind of impressions after being at my first big Monster Jam Stadium show since Indianapolis last year. Uh, first and foremost, hey, I know it was a hometown show for Rosalie Raymer, but man, is the crowd behind her. She's really good on the mic and really has a lot of talent behind the wheel. Very impressive. Had a strong performance at Vegas and followed that up with a nice one here. The only thing that failed her was her truck. Both uh, Rosalie and Kelvin had issues with their respective trucks. If they can get some the mechanical gremlins worked out, build nice tough trucks, uh, I think they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. That team's really, uh, in my opinion, the stock for that team is definitely raised with Rosalie behind the wheel. Kelvin's no slouch either, especially when it comes to those wheelies. And a nice solid freestyle before, again, the truck let loose. Finally... I gotta say, always good to see that FS1 Cletus doing really, really well. Oh man, he, Colt Stevens, has it behind the wheel. He is a fantastic driver, and we were kind of wondering which Colt Stevens were we gonna see at the start of the year. Were we gonna see that doomsday guy that sometimes it was great, sometimes it was splattered? No, this guy has it in racing, and he has it in freestyle. This is a future star of the sport. Really had a Again, following up a great Vegas performance with another nice one here in Santa Clara. So those are my quick impressions, man. I loved what I saw, and it, there was no drop-off from Vegas. That's the best compliment I can give this show. Yeah, man, absolutely. And, you know, luckily for a lot of the trucks, you know, they had the opportunity to run in Syracuse just a couple of weeks back and really, you know, keep things going. There wasn't a whole lot of downtime. There wasn't really any time for any rust to be built up, and you can see that in some of the performances. Nobody came out and just kind of, didn't see a whole lot of people just coming out and falling flat on their face or anything like that. Um, you know, uh, as you alluded to before, you know, unfortunately some mechanical gremlins cutting some things uh, short for some guys. Like looking at what Adam Anderson was on his way to in freestyle looked very impressive. Oh coming yeah, coming out huge right out the gate, and just unfortunately, when you go that huge, sometimes you never know when a bad bounce or something's just going to take you right out and. Unfortunately, that seemed to be the case for Adam. Just, you know, some simple mechanical gremlins coming up. Um, 
uh, as you were saying earlier, you know, Todd LaDuke has really proved himself to be, have been worthy of, you know, filling in the role, I guess you could say, vacated by Damon Bradshaw. Um, has really done a fantastic job with that truck all year long. Um, TJ and Melissa always working hard to keep that truck up and running 110%. Uh, you can never doubt their work ethic. They are always going after it. Um, and much as I hate to say it, yeah, man, once again, Buto and fan judging scoring just seems to be a constant uh, topic with us. And uh, one of our, uh, you know, Facebook users, our uh, buddy Jeremy Bunting, uh, you know, he was asking earlier, you know, what do you guys think is a viable way of keeping fans involved with fan with judging? You know, and I, I'm having a hard time trying to find a way to make it work. Um, you know, I like the fan judging app, but in this case, if that 10 came from the app, that's just insane. Um, it was you know, to the point, leave. I'll put it this way, it was to the point where there were a couple of times that it happened, that it was a 10. Tens, tens have to be the diamond, platinum, gold star, you did something that you've never seen before type of score, or you know, very close to the last truck because you don't have an 11. And when I see that from an average, from an app, it's tough because half of this stadium, give or take, has probably never seen a monster truck before. You get a lot of first-time impressions, a lot of ter- first-time viewers. Maybe it's a high number, but you get the idea. And that's my problem with it is... You've got people, you know, uh, when you do the NBA and you do the dunk contest, they have Michael Jordan, Julius Irving, some of the some of the guys that have dunked before judging. And when you're talking about Monster Jam, I mean, that's the equivalent of, oh, hey, uh, let's pick this five-year-old out of the stands and he's going to judge uh, LeBron James's dunk for this attempt. Uh, that's, that's not going to fly with a lot of people. And luckily it didn't bite us at this show, but... I, I got to say, it was just disappointing. Uh, you know, Buto had a good run going. If he would have finished it, then yeah. Hey, that was on its way to being a 9 or a 10. Yeah, you know, from what I could tell, you know, like like you had said, the save was pretty impressive. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, hey, had he been able to stick the flip and the truck not spun the way that it did off of that ramp and be able to keep going, definitely on pace to, you know, at least be rivaling um, – Todd and Ryan for the freestyle win. I think, you know, for the first minute or so of that freestyle run was definitely strong. Um, But, you know, when you leave 50 seconds on the clock, you shouldn't be coming anywhere close to a 10. And I don't know of a way that you can really hammer it home to the fans enough without it being annoying and taking away from the show that, hey, you you can't do that. You know, and I, I think in order for everything to be considered legitimate, there has to be more transparency as to how freestyle judging should be done and who and how the judges are qualified. Yeah. And I think that needs to be something that should be done in the future. Um, you know, in the past, everybody, you know, was maybe frustrated with the fact that it was Monster Jam officials that were nameless and silent, if you will. Um you know, you didn't know. They were almost doomsday again, if you will. <laughs> um, but, you know, it, I felt like, you know, more often than not, the official judges got it right. You know, yeah, sure, fans are going to have discrepancies and controversies and everything like that with whether or not they agree or disagree with an official ruling. It happens in every form of motorsport in the world. You can look at F1, you can look at NASCAR, you can look at whatever. 
there's always going to be people disagreeing with whatever ruling. Um, that being said, I, again, judging when we're trying to be considered more legitimate in the eyes of the rest of the world and really presented as such, having everything open up to the public and be like, I like the idea of, of it being just one score, but you know, there's also the factor of dealing with the other four or five judges that you're dealing with on an event event basis. And you never know what you're going to get that given week. And you also never know what kind of biases these people may be bringing in and everything like that. Um, you know, we've discussed it to death before, but man, I, I just, I'm starting to run out of ideas. I felt like Vegas with the one to 10 scale and the average and everything like that, I felt like it worked out relatively well. Um, whether or not you agree with the end results or the exact order of the finish, I felt like, you know, for the top three or four freestyles that, you know, were scored, you could make an argument as to why any of those were top three worthy. Um, here, you know, again, Buto, his run shouldn't have been scored as high as it should have, but, you know, and I think probably Buto would even agree with us on that. Um, but, you know, again, I, I think ultimately as long as the right winner comes into play, you know, that's the most important part. But, uh, you know, with everything kind of moving more in the direction of the point series, it does kind of take things, take away some of the legitimacy if it if you, there should be more effort to getting it right from top to bottom i agree i gotta say it was it's there's no concrete solution yet but all we can do is bring this stuff up and on the other side of the coin i think things are moving in the right direction the fact that we're trying a few things changing a few things and it has improved because i, I was telling you about this before uh dennis anderson has announced you know that he's not going to be competing in the world finals anymore and the most disappointing thing for me as a, being honest, a lifelong Gravedigger fan, a lifelong supporter of, of that man and what he's done for the sport, it's disappointing seeing that he had an opportunity to bookend his freestyle career in Las Vegas with championships, and it didn't happen in major part because of the way the scoring system was, not because of anything he did on the track. And that is slowly being rectified, I think. We just got to make a few more tweaks here, guys. Maybe we need to go all get in a room and put our heads together. But I think it's getting there, uh, but that freaks me out. When you see a run that early get a 10, that is cause for concern. Absolutely. You know, and, and again, you know, for us, I think being as diehard fans as we are, you know, it is absolutely frustrating when you sit there and you see that and you're like, oh, well, this night's going to be interesting from now on. Hey, there was an eight, <laughs> there was an eight thrown up for a partial run at the start. And I, I'm pretty sure I taught the people next to me a few new words. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> Only that's not what I said, you know. So it was yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Sometimes uh, language is a little more colorful than we like to share. In this is a family show. Never, never, man. But uh, yeah, I, I, I wanted to kind of put a nice little topper on this, and I did ask on the All Monster Twitter account. You should follow at the All Monster. I just asked for a few questions. Uh, just got a quick response from somebody, Austin Ashley. One two two, and he wanted to know: uh, Can we talk about Jim Kohler's new chassis and his performance in Las Vegas? Austin, you're in luck because Dustin was there, and I watched the heck out of this show after it was done. And that was one of the things I've been dying to talk about. It's not exactly a running dialogue that we've had now, but dude, Jim Kohler's chassis 
is amazing. Can we just throw that out there? Can I just say, he said, I've got the toughest monster truck out there, and I believe him, dude. If he was on this course in Santa Clara, he would put up a run rivaling anyone's. I love that new truck. I love that he had the cojones to go out there and debut a brand new truck. And I just, even though he had a great score in Vegas, I feel like that still didn't get enough attention. So I, I got to throw that out there to you, man. What were you seeing out there? I know that you're able to talk to Jim and some of the crew a lot. You know, what was running through his mind? What was running through your mind seeing that stuff in Vegas? At the end of the night, on Saturday night, after the way the week had gone and everything like that, you know, there was a lot of question as to, you know, how things were going to go. Because bringing a brand new piece into Vegas is such a gamble. And I guess of all places to gamble, why not Vegas? Um, <laughs> and after seeing how well Jim had done, you know, from making it into the top 16 and qualifying on Thursday night to the amazing performance he had in racing to the amazing performance he had in freestyle walking through the pits before I head out and I see Kohler. I'm like, come here, threw a big old berry hug on him. I was just so stoked. The whole, like everybody in the pits stoked from top to bottom because Kohler is one of those guys. I think that is just beloved by everybody. And, you know, to see everybody kind of just grinning from ear to ear at how awesome Kohler did the entire weekend was just, it was just awesome. I don't know really any other way to, to describe it. It was just awesome, you know, sitting there and watching the times come up from round one to round two to the semi, you know, and beyond and see Kohler putting up really fast times and getting lane choice every round. Even when he went up against Ryan Anderson, he had lane choice. You know, and that pretty and much says how it all, hard, man. <laughs> you know, dude was going after it and just was on point all weekend long, just really doing a fantastic job. Um, you know, a little bit of a slip up in Thunder Alley really cost him uh, in the semifinals. Or otherwise, yeah, there was a good chance we'd have had a, a Jim Kohler in the final round in Vegas, which I don't think anybody would have picked anybody not even jim kohler himself would have picked himself in the final round he, he um, likes to i won't say play dumb because he's not dumb and that's that's my point he likes to kind of play like you know when it, when the hell it goes on the the common sense goes out the window but he's a genius he's one of the smartest dudes in the sport and has the has the mindset to do what he did in vegas there's not many people that like you said take that risk but then on top of that he's just in that helmet i believe is a very, very intelligent driver, uh, both in racing and in freestyle. I think this is finally the truck that matches what he wants to do in both. I think he had a freestyle truck before, but I don't think he's had a great all-around truck that fits his needs as a driver. And this thing, I don't know, it kind of reminds me of when Bergeron first had that new Brutus chassis. And all of a sudden, he was climbing up the ranks in racing because everything matched up. And he was scaring everybody in a good way. They wanted to see him succeed, too. That's kind of what I felt like watching him move through the ranks in racing and then, of course, just stun us all in freestyle. Well, and, you know, it, the it, every with everything that was going on, it's kind of overlooked that the week didn't start off that great. Because on Wednesday, both of Jim's practice passes, the numbers one and two, the truck had issues. The truck broke rear drive shafts both times going down straight away and 
I, my heart kind of sank because like, no, tell me this isn't going to be like some weekend from hell where it's just gremlin after gremlin just taking everything out, you know, because it's just not how you want everything to go. And then, you know, for Corey and Rage, they had issues as well. So you're just like, oh, man, is there something with the way that this truck is, these two trucks are set up that's just not liking the way this track is set up and everything like that? And just, you know, some doubts start to linger in your head. And then you see after they got everything worked out with the rear drive shaft issues on Avenger on Wednesday, they were able to come out and make a couple more practice passes right before the end of practice. And the truck looked great. And the way that truck was squatting and making that turn was like nobody else's. It was just something really interesting to watch develop over the course of the weekend. And you can see throughout the night on Friday that Kohler was pitching that truck into the turn harder, I think, than anybody else. It looked like it was pretty much one of those, if it didn't break loose and be able to make that turn and kind of drift around it, that thing was just going to cartwheel. Yeah. You know, just putting it all on the line and just going after it and you know i think jim had a lot of faith in that truck once he got it down there in right one time and felt like he could make that turn stick the way he was doing it all night long it was just like his confidence went through the roof uh you know the only issue of course just ended up being you know that one little slip up in thunder alley which he hadn't really made any issues in all night long just kind of came out of nowhere um and one of the more interesting things of note is is that you know he was picking that left lane with the right-hand turn, whereas most everybody else wants the right lane that's got the left-hand turn because a lot of guys prefer to turn left. Kohler's like, oh, not me. I'm going to be a little <laughs> unconventional, typical Kohler. Yep. And, you know, and, and to me, I again, like racing for me was honestly like the biggest surprise was seeing just how well Kohler was able to make everything work. Like, I... As much as I wanted to see Kohler go out there and win that thing, I was still ecstatic to see that he had made it as far as he did. I think even Ryan Anderson, as even though as much as he wanted to be able to go out there and win that thing, I don't think he would have been that disappointed if he had lost and Kohler eventually won that. Yeah. How, how crazy would it have been? It's almost like Jimmy Creighton winning the freestyle championship years ago. You know, he's known as this, but then all of a sudden this comes through. Pretty crazy, so... I uh, appreciate the, the question gym there. there. Yeah. yeah, it's the gym thing. That's, that's what it is. It's just gym things. Uh, but thanks for the question, Austin. Appreciate that. And definitely, we want you guys to leave your comments in the comments section. Uh, I know I've actually got another show coming up in a couple weeks here. Uh, I'm going to be in Salinas, California, just hanging out. Going to get to hang out with some of the guys, shoot some photos, and uh, hopefully maybe even bring back some interviews. We'll see. But uh, Monster Jam's coming in a couple weeks there. I'm going to hang out, do the West Coast thing, shoot some photos, and have them up on the site for coverage on all monster uh what's coming up next for you man uh well i'm gonna be on the right coast uh you can stay out there on the left um (laughs) so uh this weekend coming up not necessarily monster truck related but kind of sort of tie in i will be at dennis anderson's muddy motorsports park for the sixth annual spring sling got a lot of cool things coming up there uh dennis and the gang have really been working on coming up with some cool stuff to throw into their events uh, for those that are not on top of the mega truck scene out there, pretty sweet new build from the gang at the metal shop, Brian Disharoon, Rick Disharoon, all the guys there that pitch in at the, uh, at the metal shop there in, uh, the Delmarva area. Um, they have built one monster of a mega, um, 
may have seen a few pictures of it floating around. Uh, they built a brand new truck, Big Guns 2, four of the guys over at TSR Performance, uh, Todd Larson, Jake Larson, Scott Green, all those guys. This truck is pretty beast. Um, to be blunt, it is built like a monster. It's pretty much a monster. It's just going to be running 66-inch tall uh, racing canes instead of uh, monster standard you know, 66-inch monster truck tires. Um, they'll be bringing that truck up along with some of the other uh, TSR performance trucks. Uh, they've got their uh, Horsepower Village coming in, bringing in a party. Uh, Scott Green and Sale, another sweet mega truck some of you guys might know. Um, he'll be out there attempting a pretty big distance jump. It's going to be a park record, maybe one of the bigger mega truck jumps ever. We'll see how that plays out. Um, monster truck tie-in here, uh, John Gordon, uh, his mega truck, blown money. For those that don't know, John Gordon is one of Ryan Anderson's crew chiefs. Uh, awesome dude in general, hardworking guy, really uh, been busting his tail, keeping that truck up and running this year. Um, good dude. Uh, fantastic driver in his own right. Um, he's always been very quick with the blown money truck, especially at Dennis Anderson's Money Motorsports Park. Uh, so if you happen to be in the uh, general North Carolina, Virginia area, feel free to come check it out. It'll be uh, Saturday at Dennis Anderson's Money Motorsports Park in Idlet, North Carolina, uh, just a little bit north of Digger's Dungeon. And uh, after that, uh, in terms of monster truck related, I'll be back to one of my favorite shows to do every year. Uh, it's a continuing tradition, I guess. Uh, I guess going, it's probably about 15 years for me, uh, going back to, I think, 2002. Monsters on the Beach. Uh, one of my favorite events to look forward to every year. Uh, get some sand in my shoes, hang out with some good friends, get a nice gnarly sunburn and you know i really hate myself by sunday for not using <laughs> enough sunscreen and uh you know fired away snapping off plenty of uh cool beach photos that everybody seems to love uh pretty good lineup uh coming in for that one got one of the foot trucks we got the sims camp with uh steve sims brian wright uh big air aaron kane and uh, uh quad ks along with gerald beck's flying dump truck uh, Derek Anson, heavy hitter, and uh, bringing Basher with him as well. Uh, Saigon Shaker, I'm really excited to see that uh, those guys back on the beach. First time in a few years, especially with the new truck. That'll be a lot of fun. So four, uh, four shows over the course of that weekend. It's always a lot of fun. Never know what kind of insanity is going to happen. Um, you know, just a great group usually coming in for those shows every year. So definitely will be something to look forward to. Awesome. We're in good hands. Life is good. We appreciate you guys watching, too, uh, and listening. If you're just listening, working on your truck, or whatever the case may be, guys, we've got a few people that we want to have on as guests very soon. Uh, again, if you guys missed out, there are a few videos up on this All Monster YouTube. YouTube.com slash All Monster Videos. We just recently interviewed World Finals champion Lee O'Donnell. have a couple other ones in the can, too. There are interviews with Jim Burns and Morgan Kane as well, so make sure you're checking it out. Drop a like and a subscription if you guys are interested. And, of course, with all the social media stuff, facebook.com slash allmonster. Instagram is allmonster as well. And if you want to go ahead and take a look on the website, it's just simply allmonster.com. This has been the podcast. I've been Robbie. He's been Dustin. And we are out. See ya.